This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Thursday. Room for you at 508-996-0500. Programming note for you, too. Uh, later on today, of course, we'll have Marcus and Chris following me. But then filling in for Barry today will be Jack Spillane. And he's going to be talking about the column that he wrote at NewBedfordLight.org about the status of Dias Field and about the need for the city to make an investment in Dias Field to give Ward 3 in that that area a gem of their own, the same way there are other parks in other, uh, in other parts of the city. So uh, he will have joining him uh, counselors Sean Oliver and Ryan Pereira. They will come in to talk about potential park upgrades. So that'll be uh, happening later on today with Jack Spillane filling in for Barry uh, from 12.15 to 3, of course, right after Bill O'Reilly. And, uh, and I think that you will um, really enjoy that discussion. So let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Not too good. Uh, I got a in, uh, inspection sticker violation yesterday. They came up the, the street over here, and they gave everybody that got an inspired sticker a ticket. Now, my engine on my truck blew last month. And I'm saving up money. I can't even move my truck, so and I still got a ticket. So, so I don't, I, this is this is in this is in the city. Yeah, this is in uh, New Bedford. They came up Bonnie Street yesterday. They gave everybody on the street that had an uh, inspired sticker. But like I said, my truck, my uh, my engine blew. I'm saving money to put a new engine in. It's it's insured. It's registered. But this the sticker expired in March. I haven't been able to move my truck. So I can't even go get it done. So even if I pay this ticket now, my truck's still here, so I'll end up getting another one. Right. Yeah, because now they know that it's there, and they know that you didn't have a sticker. So and what was it, a $25 ticket? Uh, $50. $50? Yeah, it expired uh, at the end of March. But um, my uh, my engine blew. My transmission blew. Uh, um, I, I fixed my transmission first. It was twenty uh, $2,400. I borrowed some money from people, and I'm still paying them back. And I'm still trying to save to do the engine. And now I got this uh, this uh, inspection sticker violation, which I don't, don't really care about the 50 bucks, but it affects your insurance, too. Right. Yeah. No, so, and, and listen, I, I'm somebody that railed against this when I found out that it existed, that, you know, a, a sticker violation is a moving violation. So if the car yeah. is parked, you shouldn't be able to get a, a, a violation yeah. for it. But unfortunately, the city has an ordinance that allows them to to do this, to give a ticket to any vehicle that's uh, not inspected that is parked on the side of the road. So if it was in your driveway, no problem. But because it's on yeah, the city road, that's why they can, they can do it. Yeah, I don't have one. Is there any way to get an exemption or something? And just be like, yo, come get my, my, it's disabled. It can't move. I'm waiting to put a, 
I'm waiting to save up for an engine. The engine's sixteen hundred dollars, and the guy's going to charge me nine hundred dollars to put it in. So I mean, un- like, unfortunately, I think what would happen is that they would say to you, well, if the car is disabled, it shouldn't be on the side of the road because you're taking up a space from somebody. But well, it's insured and registered, and my excise tax is paid. I do think I do think you can make a case for yourself. I think I would. First thing I would do is I would call your city councilor. And, yep. and I would talk to them and see what they recommend. They may have you, I don't know, speak to the traffic commission or who, whoever handles overseeing that, that particular ordinance. And I think you might be able to, you know, just this, just this one time where it's a, an issue like that, they might be willing to give you a, a pass on that and say, you know, just make sure you get it done as quickly as you can. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still saving up. For the, like I said, I just did the transmission. I have all the receipts and, you know what I mean? I have everything. It's registered. It's insured. Um my engine after right after I fixed the the transmission, a couple of days later that the engine caught on me. And and you said that they went up and down Bonnie Street giving t- so there were other vehicles that I'm assuming yes. that also got tickets. Yes, people uh, people uh, a couple of my neighbors next to me got tickets too, but their vehicles running they they, they move my my engine's been blown for over a month now. Well, I, I just. I just got something sent to me that said for you to call the the traffic department, call the traffic division, and uh, let them know what happened. Okay. And why the vehicle is there, and, and, and maybe they'll be able to help you out. All right, yeah, I'm going to bring the receipts for the transmission and all, all my other stuff, too, down there. I was going to go down there and pay it anyway, so you've got to go to the traffic thing to pay it. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's not so much the, the fine. It's that the fact that they now know that it's there and it's uninspected. You don't want them to keep coming back. Yeah, and I don't want it to affect my insurance. Um, I'm got my Class A license. The, the, my license is, is is livelihood. Well, hold hold on one second, um, yeah. because I'm I'm getting some information that might be able to help you. Uh, so I've got a number for you to call. All right. And um, let me know when you have a pen. I'm looking for one right this second. And and anybody else that's listening, you know, keep in mind that, you know, obviously you really you, you want to have a sticker on your car but from the yeah. from from the guy you know that's speaking to you here that had a that had a expired sticker for almost three years i really am in no place to lecture anybody about it yeah i i follow the the rules of the the, the road because of my license they, they, they can cut it for basically almost nothing yeah i was throwing an evap code for something that wasn't affecting the way the vehicle runs and yeah. wasn't it wasn't polluting anything, but it was just a bad code, and I couldn't. No matter what I did, I couldn't solve it. So I just said, "Forget it. I'll just keep driving until uh, until they tell me I can't anymore." But then I ended well, up getting it, it fixed. I, I know if something like that happens, you can have a, a mechanic write you a write a, a exemption on it, and you can get a you still can get a sticker if it can't get fixed. All right, I have the pen. All right, five zero eight five zero eight three one seven three one seven. Zero two two eight. Zero two two eight. And that's Counselor Naomi Carney that you'll be speaking with. Naomi Carney. Okay. All right. So thank you very much. Thank buddy. you for the call. Hopefully, uh, hopefully day. it works out. Yes. Thank you very much for this. Take it easy. And Bye-bye. and and thank you to Counselor Carney uh, for sending in that message uh, while she's listening. And, and listen, I get it. I get why you don't want a bunch of cars that are disabled vehicles that are parked on the side of the road. We're talking about the fact that we don't have enough parking for the folks who live in places like the South End, like the the near North End, where there's very a lot of uh, concentrated homes in a very tight area, and you need parking spaces to be, be available. So you don't want to have cars 
that are disabled that are just sitting there. So an expired sticker normally means that a car isn't operational, that it's probably just sitting there. But if people are getting into their cars every day and going to work and they don't have a sticker on it that's valid, I'm sorry, that's for the police to pull them over and and fine them for a moving violation. I, I it just it's one of those things that bothers me. It, it bothers me that they use use it as as something like this to go out and ticket everybody that's on that street that has an expired sticker for what purpose? Now keep in mind that a lot of this comes from my general feeling that inspection stickers in Massachusetts are a huge racket, and that we either should overhaul the entire system or do away with them completely. Because for everybody that says, well, if you, if you didn't have a, an inspection sticker and you didn't have an annual inspection, people would just let their cars go to hell and then they would be dangerous to have them on the road. And uh, it's like, listen, if a car is dangerous and a car has problems, people don't fix them to go get a sticker. They just drive around without a sticker. And the, the things that you can fail for are absolutely ridiculous. And the more computerized and modernized these cars get, the harder it is to overlook some of those things. Because the car will throw a code. The car will have a, a light, a sensor, something that goes off so that when you bring it in to have an inspection done, the person doing the inspection looks at it and says, well, it's got this, I can't, I can't pass it with that code. When if the car was you know, less computerized, for lack of a better term, Nobody would even know you had that issue. I always go to the story of the inspection station that wanted to fail me because they said that my windshield wipers didn't have enough rubber on the blades. So if I wanted to get a sticker right then and there, no problem. They can throw a pair of wipers on for me. 50 bucks on top of what the inspection costs. 50 bucks just for the wipers. And I just so happened to be right next to an auto zone. And I said, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And I walked into auto zone and I bought $8 wipers, went into the inspection bay, threw them on myself and said, now you can give me the sticker. Well, actually, no, they made me pull it out and I did it in the parking lot. But I'm not, I'm not going to fall for that trick. But the fact that they could have failed me over the amount of rubber on my windshield wipers is just insanity. Like, what a dumb thing. And, and how many people fall for that? How many people say, well, I guess I got to have windshield wipers. Yeah, 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 I'll just pay the 50 bucks. When the average driver knows when to replace their windshield wipers because they don't work anymore. They can't see when they turn them on. You know, your, your horn has to be the right tone. Your headlights have to line up exactly right. I had a suspension issue on my car that kept me from getting a sticker. Who is that suspension issue bothering I had a blown shock. Who is that bothering except for me and anybody else that's in my car? 
My car was still safe to drive. It still stopped when it needed to. I just bounced around a little bit if I went over a bump. But I couldn't get a sticker because of it. That's why I say inspection stickers were a racket. They cause perfectly fine cars to not be able to be on the road anymore. We talked about this when they fixed the, they closed the loophole last year. They closed the loophole that people like me use all the time where, so my sticker actually expires um, in July. So what I would do is I would wait until August 1st rather than go on July 31st or any time in July. I would go August 1st and get an extra month out of it. Well, they've now closed the loophole so that you can't do that. If you wait and do that now when you go to get the sticker, you'll get a July sticker. Which, was it really bothering the RMV and the, the Commonwealth that much that they had to they had to stick it to... People felt like they got one thing over on the state. One thing over on the RMV and they had to take that away. But when we were talking about that story, everybody brought up what is probably one of the biggest scams out there. And that is when you buy a brand new vehicle... You can't drive that vehicle off the lot until it has an inspection sticker. A brand new vehicle. Everything on it is new. But you have to have that sticker. Oh, and, and by the way, the car dealership where you bought the car from will take care of that for you. They'll, they'll get the sticker. They'll just, they'll, they'll roll that into the price of the car. But why? Some states, you don't have to get a sticker for the first year, two, three years that you have a vehicle. But in Massachusetts, you better have one on it the day it rolls off that lot. Or else you're going to get fined. And as the caller said, it's going to affect your insurance. And every time that I would get pulled over for not having a sticker, I would get that courtesy call from the insurance company. To let me know, by the way, we have to up your insurance a little bit because you got pulled over without a sticker. And I would have to explain that's still cheaper than fixing the dumb thing that I have to fix to get that sticker. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. I don't like the sticker either. But uh, people, they won't check their ball joints, you know, control arms. I've seen people driving down the road. Even with a sticker, and it's like you lose it. If you lose a ball joint, you're gonna kill somebody. You know what I mean? So, but I even mean, I, even those issues, do you think you need to have an annual inspection for those? Well, in my own opinion, is like if you can't tell you got a blown ball joint and your tires about to fall off, you probably shouldn't have a license. Well, that's true. But I'm not normal when it comes to that. It's just that like. Around here, people drive their car. They don't even know what a ball joint is. Never mind, you know, I mean, it, it's madness. I mean, down south, in South Carolina, you don't need a sticker. You don't, you don't need a sticker. They figure if you ain't smart enough to fix your car, then 
So. Well, I know I know part of the reason why they're so vigilant about it up here is because of our weather. Our weather will, you know, beat up cars more. So that that's part of why they want to make sure that it's checked out every year. But uh, again, like you said, you you know when that happens. Unfortunately, some people, you know, they're like, "What's that noise?" I don't know. Turn up the radio. Whereas other people, yeah, right. like, you know, other people are like, no, let's get to the mechanic right away. So, right, but no one's going to, I mean, I, I do, but like people aren't going to jack their car up and put a bar under the tire and check the ball joint. But you're well, not so, going to do that. And it's like the new cars, all the components are, are pretty much junk on it as it is. Okay, because I was going to ask that. I was like, well, you know, how long do you think a ball joint lasts right out of the factory? You know, could we put a five-year moratorium on a sticker for a car that you have to wait five no, years that, to get that's it? What I, that's what I say. Like, if you buy a brand-new car, like right now in Mass, I think it's 15 years, you don't have to pass emissions if it's over 15 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, 15 years is quite a, you know, that's pretty old vehicle. So, I mean, you know, like, I, I've had check engine light issues myself, and uh, it's like I bring it over my buddies, he, he checks the code, you know what I mean, and then I get the component, usually from, like, AutoZone or whatever, and then, you know, he clears the code, then you got to drive it for, like, at least 100 miles. Right. And see Even if it more, pops yeah. again. And if it don't, like... You go to get a sticker, they can't not put a rejected on it anymore. Like, if it don't pass on the computer, like, before, they, they could say, hey, dude, you're going to need this, right? Right. Now they can't do that. It's and, already, everything's on camera. You know? and, and they used to, if you got a rejected sticker, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a safety issue, you could drive off the lot with that rejected sticker. Now, if it's rejected for safety, they won't even let you leave the lot with it. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean, it's brutal. But, I mean, of course they're going to say, oh, well, you know, we got to make sure the vehicles are safe. I mean, I don't, you know, Mass is, you know, it's pretty congested, but a lot of states you don't need a sticker. Well, I'll tell you this. Every time that I've had the check engine light go off in my car, I've opened the hood to check, and it's still there. So, so far, yeah. so good. Oh, All right. no, absolutely. We used to take a tea kettle and steam the sticker off at the boneyard. Yep. <laughs> Before it was computerized. I've, I've, Take a tea kettle, fill it with water, hit it with a propane torch, get it steaming real good, and we could peel them right off. I never did that that particular technique, but I took stickers off uh, off windshields in the in the boneyard before, yeah. I gotta yeah, make... yeah, no, absolutely, but now you can't even, it's like they scan you on the side of the road if you right. stay, like, if you buy a car and don't put a sticker on it because the stick is still good. You're gonna get nailed on it anyways. Yep, absolutely. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you there just because I got another call. Hey, I no, squeeze that's in. all right, Tim. Hey, have a good day, man. You as well. I want to just right, squeeze bye -bye. in this call here before we go to the news with Kate. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, hold on. My fault. There you are. Hello. Hi. You're on the air. Hi. Um, this is kind of automotive um, connected. I live on a very and you mentioned congested streets. I live on a very congested street. I don't drive anymore, but I used to have a car and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was wondering, how often do they um, check the qualifications for the um, handicapped parking spots? And I'm just going to relate my little story. It used to be an older woman, I think it was the, the children's mother, and she was an invalid, so they had it. She died 10 years ago, and it's all young people living there now, and they still have the pole in front of their house taking up 
their particular spot. How how often does that get checked? Well, I think, I, I don't think it's a matter of because there isn't a handicapped person living there anymore that they can remove that from being a handicapped space. I think they have to have a certain number of handicapped spaces around the city anyway. Or put it in front of, you know, a non-congested street down if they if there's just a quota, like you're saying. I'm, and put them somewhere else. I'm not totally sure how, how how it works, how the decisions are made, but I, I don't think that just because there isn't somebody there that they they remove the space. Then why, then why have it? I, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to have a certain number. So if you have to have a certain number per, you know, per every couple of streets or something, it's it's going to stay there, whether there's somebody that needs it or not. Oh my God! Who thinks? What logic just, is that? That's just wow. a guess. That's just a guess. I don't know. For yeah, sure. yeah, it's a guess. I know, but it's so illogical. Okay, thank you very much. All right, we'll see what we can find out about that. We'll see if um, if there's a procedure in place for, um, for lack of a better term, revoking a a handicap space. I know I've watched some traffic commission meetings where they talked about adding spaces and and the criteria to add a space. But I don't know that I've ever seen one where they talked about removing a space. Um, we, and we can certainly ask uh, City Council President Linda Morad about that when she comes on with us next week. She's not going to be joining us this week. Uh, she's got something going on on Friday morning, but she'll join us next week. Uh, and then when the councilors come in with Jack later on, you know, maybe I can check with them and see if they, if they know anything. But I know that if, um, if you want to see any of those traffic commission meetings, there, you can see them all on the Cable Access website. And it's fascinating to see the discussion that happens about some of these issues, things that you don't even think about or things that you might not even know about. I had no idea that the city would ticket you for not having an inspection sticker until somebody told me that it happened. So what? They can't do that. It's The car wasn't moving. As somebody that had a car with a bad sticker for a long time, how many times did I park downtown that I thought I was cool because I, you know, Paid for the parking meter. So I'm like, oh, nobody's going to bother me. But they could have come by and given me a ticket just for having a bad sticker. You know, now that it's good, you know, knock on for Micah, hopefully uh, it will stay that way. But I don't know. I said to my dad the other day, it's only the beginning of June now, but I'm not, not throwing any codes not having any problems. My tires are good. My windshield wiper reservoir is working. Everything seems to be going okay. Should I just go get the sticker now? Should I just give up the extra month for the peace of mind of knowing it'll pass? And he looked at me and he goes, I want to tell you no. I want to tell you, like, just don't worry about it. But as somebody who's also had car problems, I say, hey, if you feel like you got to do it now, do it now. So I haven't done it yet, so hopefully it stays good. All right, I do have to take a break now for Kate to give you all the news, but callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back. We can continue on this discussion when we return from the news, but right now. And you can also send us an app chat message. I've gotten quite a few. I will get into those in just a moment, but right now we have a caller who's been patiently waiting. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Oh, hi, you're on the air. You're going to need to turn down your radio. As Art Bell would say, please extinguish your listening device. Okay, let's wait. Let's see what happens. Let's see how long till they realize. That's you. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. 
Hi, you're talking about uh, stickers. Yes. Years ago, I had a 62 Chevy Nova. I think maybe uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And it was sticker time. So I brought the car to the garage to have a sticker. So the guy that owned the garage kept walking around the car. I'd say, oh, Jesus, this is such a nice-looking car. It looks like it's brand new. The back seat looks like it was never even sitting in. I said, yeah, well, you know, it's, just, it's in good shape. So he goes all around the car. He does all the, all the tests he was supposed to do. And then I see him going to write a reject sticker. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What are you doing? He said, well, I have to reject the car. I said, what for? You're going around the car telling me how nice it is. All of a sudden, you write me a reject sticker? He said, well, you don't have no backup lights. I said, what do you mean I don't have no backup lights? He said, well, you don't have no backup lights. I said, come here a minute. So I got out of the car. I opened the hood. I said, look at the lights. Yeah, he said, I'm looking at them. I said, did you see any wires going to them lights? He said, no. I said, in 62 backup lights was an option. Mm-hmm. If you wanted them, you bought them. If you didn't, you know, if you didn't want to spend the extra money, you didn't have them. I said, it's not, they're not necessary. I said, how long have you been doing this? He said, oh, since I opened this garage, 20 years. I said, well, you better call the registry and get some. I said, but I'm not taking that reject sticker. So I started my car and I'd back it up. He said, I'm going to call the police. I said, please do. You got my plate number. And I backed up. But I mean, no sticker because I didn't have no backup lights. And I didn't need backup lights because they were an option in 62. I mean, you know, I, I had a 78 Plymouth Volari that I was driving in 2000. And um, I took it to get a sticker, and they failed me because I didn't have a third brake light. They, uh-huh. they, they said it's supposed to have a third brake light. I was like, what? Like, and now they don't have that anymore. You know, you know, like that was the time when they were trying to put those in all those cars. But, yeah, right. you know, now they're not so concerned about it anymore. But at the time, they were pushing for it. So they, I had to wire up a third brake light to get a sticker. Isn't that ridiculous? Which you can just buy one at AutoZone and, you know, tie it in. It was pretty easy to do. But still, why did I have to do it? If, if the car didn't come with it, why did I need to have it? I've always said that this inspection sticker was a scam for the state, a way to make extra money. It definitely is. You know, that's all it is. All they want is the money. They don't care about you, your, your health, or how safe your car is. Give us the money. All right. Well, we, we got some app chat messages that might disagree with us, though. So I'll, I'll read those. Okay. Thank, you, thank you for the call. Have a good day. And uh, yeah, so let me let me get into some of these because they do relate to the discussion that we're having. And of course, if you don't want to call in at 508-996-0500, you can always send us an app chat message via the WBSM app. Uh, Dan in New Bedford says it goes both ways. I'm a mechanic and I see it all. I see the good in having inspection because when it comes to being a mechanic, when I go home, I don't want to work on my own vehicle. And I actually failed for a ball joint on my personal vehicle that was very bad. And I never noticed it. So in that aspect, it's good. But on the other hand, why should I go for a sticker with my brand new truck? Why would my mother go for a sticker with her brand new car? It's ridiculous. We see cars driving around that smoke so bad you can't see behind them. And yet they have a valid inspection sticker smacked on the windshield. And it is it is true. I mean, I think we should definitely have a, a new way of doing it. Um, NB resident, obviously in New Bedford, also agrees with that. You're right about the inspection system needing to be revamped. At 15 years, vehicles don't need to pass emissions. If they can't pass emissions, that's exactly even when they should be taken off the road. Uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on why they're not passing emissions, too. Not every emissions failure is necessarily a, you know, major pollutant. The way that they are, the way these systems go in these cars now, you know, you can... You can fail for emissions without it putting out any kind of issue. 
Like it could be something that's just like, so my problem was that I had a, a small leak somewhere in my system that they couldn't find. Even with the smoke test, they didn't find it. It took multiple smoke tests before the mechanic finally found what was going on. And, and of course, by the way, they charge you for each one of those. So it, it's, I understand. I don't, I'm not for pollution at all. I don't want to pollute the skies either. But I also think that there's a difference between a car that's polluting and a car that just has a, you know, small EVAP system leak. Uh, John in Fairhaven says, how about Florida? No vehicle inspections over there and they're doing fine. There's a lot of states that don't have inspection. And most of them are places where, you know, you, you'll go there and if you drive down the road, you're going to see cars that look just like the cars in Massachusetts. You're not going to see cars that are falling apart and put together with duct tape just because they don't have an inspection sticker. People know when to replace their vehicle or when to fix something that's wrong. Grant, you know, I see the point that some people have, like things like ball joints, things that you can't test for yourself or know for yourself, and you obviously would like to be able to repair those before they go bad. You know, I, I had a 79 Caddy Eldorado. Beautiful car. I, by the way, I'm going to talk a lot about multiple cars that I've had because I've had multiple cars. I'm 45 years old, and I think I've had 22 vehicles. I think it's 20 cars and two motorcycles I've owned in the time since I got my license when I was 16. Because, as I've said before, when I was younger, if a repair to a vehicle cost more than 200, 300 bucks, I didn't make the repair. I just went and bought a new car. Well, not a new car, but I would go get a used car off the side of the road because in those days you could. I would just get in the car, drive down, well, my parents' car, drive down Route 28. And then I would inevitably, usually when I got to Middleborough, I would inevitably find a car on the side of the road for a couple of hundred bucks. And... I got excited if it was a, a K car, you know, the, the Plymouth Reliant, the Dodge Aries. The, those, those cars, the K car line, I would really get excited if I found one of those because I could fix most things on those myself. With just the set of tools that I had and a Chilton guide, that's all that I needed. And I could do most of those repairs. And that was, you know, good enough for me. I didn't need something fancy. You know, all my friends were saving up money and buying fancy cars. I just needed to get to where I needed to go. Would I have liked to have had a car that was a nicer car? Absolutely. You know, my, my coworker bought a Nissan 240SX. Thing was the coolest car to me. Put in a sound system, all that. I wished I could have had that car. But I also didn't want to spend thousands of dollars on a car either. Just wanted to get to work, get to school. All right, uh, I see some callers just came in, but uh, I do have to take one more break here, and then there's I still have two breaks in the hour. But let me take this break really quickly, and then we can get into some of your calls. And uh, we're going to go right back to the phone calls. If we don't get to you in this hour because the phone lines are lit up, don't worry. We will pick you up on the other side of the news, I promise. But let's get uh, in as many calls as we can before the end of the hour. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on Hi. the air. I had a 77 Toyota pickup truck with uh, 450,000 plus miles on it. Ooh. 
I had it for many years. And as I was going to have the inspection tickets, the uh, emissions were coming up and up and up. So finally, one of the lines wadded, so it, the exhaust was coming out, so it sounded like an exhaust leak. So I cut all the emission stuff off, plugged it up, went to get the sticker on the machine, all the readings were zero. Hmm. So by taking the emissions off, it cleaned up the motor. Wow. And, and how long were you able to keep driving that vehicle after that? Uh, I had it for 11 years. It's not bad at all. Well, thank thank you for the uh, thank you for the story. Have a good day. Um, the by the way, speaking of cars that that went many many miles, I had a uh, I had a Trans Am, an '82 Trans Am that had over 420 thousand miles on it. When I bought it, I bought it for 200 bucks from my dad's friend. When I bought it, it had. Um, 418,000 on it. So I only put a little over, I think I put about three or 4,000 on it before I smacked it into a tree, um, which I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did that. I wish I still had that car. I loved that car. Even my second Trans Am, I got an 85 with the T-tops and the bird on the hood. And even that still wasn't nearly as, as much fun as the, the first Trans Am that I had. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How you doing, Bob? I'm good. Boy, Name recognition, you're terrific. Sure, probably, I, I try to remember everybody's names. It feels feels more like we're family that way. Probably you miss your calling. You probably should be a, in Washington as a detective or something. Oh, no. If In real life, like if it wasn't just me talking to you on the phone, if we ran into each other, I'd, and I've met you, I've seen you, but I'd have no yeah. idea who you were because I'm, I'm terrible with faces. I'm good with voices. Oh, great. Anyway, um... These cars that make a little bit of noise, mm -hmm. they have to get a sticker or they get fined. Right? Yep. All right. How about these motorcycles that rip the baffles out of the mufflers and make so much noise that they actually make the windows tremble on the, on the house? You know, it's so much harder to tell when a motorcycle doesn't have an inspection sticker that I think a lot of a lot of people who have bikes don't even bother getting them inspected. Why don't they just pull them over and say, "Listen, uh, this is making too much noise here. There's sick people in the neighborhood, there's old people, and and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you're making too much noise." I don't know. I think it's a little bit harder with a motorcycle to hear the noise and to know what the threshold is as it is with a car. You know, unless you see a car that probably has, like, one of those glass pack mufflers, you know, the, yeah. that they intentionally make them loud. Like, I think yeah. it's kind of hard with a motorcycle to know where that threshold is. I don't know. Yeah, That's just, just, just my guess. Doing something about it. All right, well. Because you see a very quiet one. It's usually an older gentleman or an older lady. And then you see a young guy with long hair and uh, making noises that Everything's rattling. Well, I know when I drove mine, mine didn't really uh, roar. Mine more like moaned because <laughs> I was trying to drive my fat ass around on a on a six fifty. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks for the call. All right, thank you. Have a good day, callers. Hang on, I got to take my final break of the hour, but uh, we will take more of your calls. And if we don't get to them this hour, we will get to them right at the top of the next. Yeah. And we got three minutes before we have to go to the news, so let's take another call. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hey, Tim, how you doing? It's Sean Oliver. Hey, Sean, how are you? 
Not too bad. How are you? Doing all right. Good. I was just uh, calling to, I know you guys are talking about inspection stickers, and I feel uh, this pain as well as I've I've been victim to uh, uh, tickets while being parked, so I feel your pain that, <laughs> on on that. But I wanted to talk about the, uh, the caller that uh, called in about the handicap parking. Yes. So the handicap parking that is normally in front of residential homes is petitioned by somebody who lives within that neighborhood who needs that parking. If the parking, um, the individual who petitioned um, for that parking is no longer with us or has moved to a different uh, home, um, it's upon the petitioner to reach out to the traffic commission to notify them. Um, if they do not, um, it kind of just sits there. But if a resident in the neighborhood reaches out to the traffic commission, the traffic commission will then go to that property, remove the signs, leave the poles um, for about two weeks' time just so if the petitioner happens to still be there, they can reach out and, and, and show proof that they still need the parking. Oh, okay. So, but it, um, that, that caller should, you know, or somebody in that neighborhood should be the ones going to, to the traffic commission to say, hey, I think, I think this, this can be taken down now. Cor- correct. They can, they can do that, the traffic, and then the traffic commission will take a deeper look uh, into that. But, um, but it's, it's main to, to take them down. I mean, because I know when, when my father needed it years ago, um, and they came and put it up, and then when um, when he had passed, um, it was upon us to call to have it removed, and and they come pretty much right away. But they will allow if it's if it's not the petitioner itself calling to remove it, um, they will leave the poles there, but remove the signage, and that way the petitioner can can call and say, hey, go and um, give them the opportunity to to show proof that they still need it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for the uh, for the information. No, you're welcome, Tom. And uh, I, I think I'll see you later on today. Uh, yes, I, I'll be in with, uh, with Jack, so I'll see you. All right, see you then. And, right, uh, and that is uh, Ward 3 Counselor Sean.